0: of the merrimack i'm captain chris velasquez here with we had vacations we had lots of charter fishing and a lot of hot weather
1: yeah it. absolutely we all we've had a great time we've also had COVID. well i have anyway did. <laughs> but didn't stop me from getting out there and uh, i'll tell you about my first COVID morning when we get into it but yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a little too long since we talked to you guys. So we got a lot to a lot to fill you in on, a lot going on in our fishery, and uh, looking forward to getting to it. I know you were, were you kind of lucky to
0: have COVID on your vacation with all the beautiful weather, and you could just go in your boat. You well, were that was good, I right? mean
1: it's a blessing and a curse because I probably would have been able to take the time off from work and not go in the office and use my boat anyway. So it was kind of like a uh, <laughs> it was like a wash for the vacation, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So but you're
0: looking good. You're feeling good.
1: Oh yeah, feeling fine. Feeling fine. It was the second time I've had it, so it wasn't nearly as bad. But you know, just for the sake of Nana and all the you know all the elders out there, yeah. I had to kind of take it easy and just avoid avoid people, which was oh. something I totally love doing. <laughs> Speaking of COVID,
0: which I never thought would be something we talk about around here, the craziest thing is this is what the third summer since we've had the whole COVID yep. thing. This is the first summer I've actually had people cancel because they've had COVID. I had, like, three or four of them this year. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's yeah.
1: everywhere, man. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. It just kind of is what it is at this point, and you handle it how you want to handle it, you know? But, so, mean, but meanwhile, did you on your vacation, did you catch some fish? Oh, oh yes, I did. Nice. Yeah, so, I, you know, I really tried to focus on the tuna game. Um, you know, as soon as you catch one of those bastards, they hook you for life, and then you burn a lot of fuel, and you uh, waste a lot of time trying to get them. <laughs> but, um, you know, I tried to... Uh, Let's see. All right. So I'll tell the story. So the Monday night uh, or Monday afternoon when I was eating lunch, I realized like, oh, I was like, these onion rings don't really taste like anything. Oh, boy. So I'm like saying, you know, and I'm like kind of feeling a little weird, you know, like a little bit uh, like feverish, but I didn't have a fever. And um, that night I was just like extremely tired, very, very tired. And, uh, you know, I wanted a commercial bash fit fish on the Tuesday morning coming up next day so before i went to bed i took a COVID test and i put the drops in the thingy and you know you're supposed to wait 15 minutes or what have you yeah well in the time that i put the drops into the thing and by the time it was ready i had already fallen asleep that's oh. how tired i was oh i hear you um i had the alarm set for 3:45 a.m and everything ready to roll to go fishing the next day and um you know i'm on my way to the marina and i'm like you know i'm tired but like i still feel like crazy tired And I have this like chill in my spine. It's like a, it's the only way to describe it. It's like an ache, Mm -hmm. an ache. And uh, about six o'clock rolls around and I know my wife's up. So I text her and I was like, Molly, can you take a look at that test? Like I never even looked at it, but I got something going on. And then she sends me a picture of it and sure enough, it was a positive, positive test. Yeah, were you on the boat with anyone that day? No, I was by myself. Oh, I actually I made a point. I, I did. I was like the night before. I was even too tired to even attempt to get anyone to come with me. Yeah. It's kind of like you know what? Tomorrow's gonna be a solo day. I'm gonna go out and I want to have fun. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna and I wanted to anchor the three mile line and chum and hopefully get some bass. Not spending all, all this time running around and uh, you know using chunk baits rather than live baits. And then uh, you know a lot of ride, a lot of lines in the water. Yeah. Not, not really worrying about tangles. Just me doing my thing. And the coolest thing about it, I caught a poor beagle pup. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't been talking for so (laughs) long since I've seen you. (laughs) That's right. You got a little beagle, huh? Yeah, I did. I did. It was about, uh, I don't know, I want to say it was about maybe 40 inches yeah yeah uh, 40 45 inches or so and a uh, little bastard was angry did you land it yeah no oh, i no landed kidding. yeah he ended up wrapped up in the leader now uh, yeah. he did kind of did the spin on me yeah and um i did not bring it in the boat i just kind of i flopped it around and got the line out of it i didn't want to you know it's what's funny is is i actually the night before i sent you that instagram video of the guy that got his thumb uh, pinky taken oh, yeah, off yeah, by yeah. the lemon shark yeah, yeah and that's all i could think about it was just like <laughs> here i am trying to get the leader out of the thing's mouth and it just has these teeth that are like an inch long and i'm just like yeah this little bass is just gonna turn and rip my hand off so um i got him out i had him by the tail picked him up just kind of unraveled everything yeah. and let him let him go but they little bass oh yeah oh angry God. angry 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 fish We used to catch them
0: uh tuna fishing out in the uh on the bay i remember a uh, little poor beagle story real quick for everyone and then uh i was out sh- uh tuna fishing with fallon on his big boat back in the day and I think we were like six miles out, fishing the 180 line or the 240 line or something. And uh, all of a sudden, the rod, you know, bends over a little bit, the down line. I'm like, oh, there's something on here. And we, we like always wanted to get a poor vehicle, like a big one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, for years, we found I ended up getting this first couple last year. And uh, so I'm reeling it out of the rod holder, just cranking this thing in. And Mike's leaning over, he goes, oh my god! And just, I just see him reach down. I can't see over the side of the boat because I'm sure and Mike's in the way. And he just by the tail swings like this 40-inch poor beagle, poor beagle into the boat, dude. Like he was throwing a discus, you know, just full-on swing. It was an absolute riot. Yeah, that's funny. And we were pretty psyched about that. It was pretty funny. Well, that's
1: cool. Though. I mean, they were an awesome fish, and that was, you know, I was less than three miles out too, so there, it was pretty close and sure.
0: Yeah, this time of year they start coming around and kicking in the mackerel schools, and we were just telling you a story of the mackerel schools today um they were on top moving around quite a bit i was fishing outside the three mile line so i didn't put a bass line in uh but i didn't even think about it poor beagles it might have been some baby poor beagles chasing them around
1: so about macro fishing though you know it seems like it has been a you know day by day but um, uh i did make an observation while i was on vacation as well and talking to your father about like chart setups yeah um if if you don't have like a if you don't have some type of upgraded chart in your unit like, it's kind of important that you do. Like, if you can see that extra structure that's there rather than the blank screen that just gives general depths, mm-hmm. uh, You can you, the, the ability to find more bait is, like, un- astounding. Like, think about it. Like, there's probably, like, 10 little hills that I know are there that probably, you know, every other boat around me doesn't know are there. And then, uh, you know, stop on them, and you get a few full strings, and that's, that's all you need, and you're good to go that's a
0: really fantastic point and not even just for bait fishing i try to stress this all the time like whenever i do seminars i have people on my boat and they're like oh why'd you fish here you know i have no problem showing them the chart and why i'm there and um the the highly detailed depth contours and the even if i put on like my stock like hummingbird chart yeah like I might see some color changes It might show like the big humps and and contour lines and stuff but when i switch on the uh the coastmaster chart for the uh, hummingbird yeah it's just it's so much detail you see everything you yeah. know the where you are it's unbelievable
1: it's unbelievable how you can make it like a heat map too so like mm. you get it's nice because if you're at the stern right and you're looking at your chart and you know it's if you just have your chart up you can see exactly where you are and what depth you're in because yeah. You know, if it's red, it's shallow. If it's blue, it's deep. Yeah, uh, and what's cool about the
0: Coastmaster chart? I don't know if Navionics does it any does it now. They didn't before, uh, but you can do a depth highlight. Like, so say, like, you're trolling the beach and you're getting in maybe between, like, I don't know, 15 and 20 feet. Mm-hmm. You can highlight that to be a different color, like, maybe, like, pink or something. And then that way, too, like, I take a look and I look for, like, sharp little drop-offs or where it might bend, you know, where that color bends a little bit and there's a little hump there. Yep. And, you know, you go back and you overlay that with your points. You know, you take the chip out and, like, all the points I had from years before I had the chip actually fall right on those parts that, like, you didn't even know. You thought they were just open water. Caught a bass here, Plum Point. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. Out. Like I think for haddock fishing too, would mark the high ground. Hundred percent. Yeah. So well,
0: what's cool? What I like about <clears throat> the high detail ones compared to the low detail ones, you can really see the steep parts of a hump, the slow slopes. You know, you could you could see the different parts within it a little, a lot clearer, a lot easier. Yep. Um, and um, especially for edges, like you might see, like a say you're looking at the twenty foot line going down Plum Island, you might see some areas where those. Where the lines all bunch up and there's a little five foot ledge there you know it's a good yeah. little spot to hit and those are kind of random down that beachfront where those bass are hanging out so i mean i'll tell you i really want autopilot dude i was trolling the other day and it was so windy out and uh the wind, wind was actually when i was going into it, it was taking over my autopilot and it was annoying but it was getting it done but then all I could think about was like thank god I have autopilot because yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to fish that way on a charter yep. you know yeah. trying to set off five lines and I was thinking about you too I was going to actually call you that day and be like dude
1: you should probably look into getting one yeah I was going to do it when I built the boat and then I was just like how much more money are you going to spend you know what I mean like if I get the boat have it for a little while see how everything goes yeah. but I do think that I'd foresee that coming in the off season well for, for I think for
0: guys who you know take their friends out fishing and but they're pretty much running the show it's like having a person on the boat that knows what they're doing you don't yeah. to say hey drive this keep us straight while i put these lines out or you know you can maybe just take your hands off the wheel on a, on a windy day yeah, well you'd be surprised like
1: it. some of the people i brought in know like the simple instruction of hey just keep us parallel with the with the beachfront as we go and then i look up and we're like heading like yeah you're going you know, backwards yeah, on your line exactly like what the hell is going on
0: yeah and um I think you know what else it's great for too is when it's really foggy out. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to your way you get out of the mountain, you put your waypoint on, and with the radar, and then now now you can keep a clean lookout. Like my windshield in the fog, you know, I'm sure as most people do, get it's hard to see through. So now I can step off to the side, I can continue looking. While peeking at my radar and knowing my boat's going where it's supposed to be going. It's been a really great safety feature in that regard.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I, so I did see someone post something, too, about radars and what they can actually detect. And someone was giving someone a hard time about uh, lobster gear. My radar will absolutely pick up a lobster. Probably. Yeah, mine picks it up. Yeah, there's there's no doubt up. about it.
0: Maybe not all of them. Some of them that are a little bit lower, a little bit shorter. But most of them, they pick up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah you gonna have a. Key. It all depends what you're setting it at too. You know, if you're setting the range at like five miles, you're not gonna pick up lobster are you? Yeah. But If you're setting it like a, a quarter mile or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll definitely pick them up. Yep. And pick up my wake, pick up other boats' wakes for sure. <laughs> the buoys got the reflectors on, so sometimes the buoys. I'm like, oh my god, there's a mega ship coming this way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you like to run your overlay your radar, or do you have it on its own screen?
0: Um. So when it's foggy out, I'll put my radar on just radar because I like that course up. So yeah. I know where things are relative to me, and then I on my other one I do the overlay on my chart, which okay. is no, which I keep north up. So and then now I can relate it to where I am. I, I, I'm just north up to find out where I yeah, am. No, I, I, I have just, to look at it that. Yeah. Way. I can't look at it with the screen spinning around. I gotta. I, it's gotta stay there. Of course. Uh, I get all I get all fucked up when I'm when the screen's spinning. You know.
1: Yeah. No. I I, I I'm a north up person too. I prefer that. Like, um,
0: whenever I go on something so bad, dude, when I go on someone else's boat and they have course up on, like when I'm driving, I go through the settings and I flip it on them. I can't do it. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you and I had the opportunity to get out and do some bass fishing together too. For our, uh and they just a few oh, yeah. weeks ago. We should yeah. talk about that. Should we talk about our boy Zach? Our boy Zach. Oh,
0: oh. Nah, we'll write a a little thing up for members for that one. All right, all right. (laughs) But uh, no, that was actually kind of a cool day. I had a last minute cancellation and uh, it was a nice little day. Fishing had been good, but not great. Um, And I said, Dan, let's go try to get some big fish. But let's just go have fun with it. So we were out jigging up some mackerel. We threw out a balloon. Uh, We caught a nice, like, 40 something inch striper on the balloon. And we had the place all to ourselves. I go, let's just troll around here. yeah, we got some corkers. Yeah, we did. That triple hookup was awesome. Yep, uh,
1: it was a flawlessly landed triple hookup, which was
0: great. That was uh, that was awesome. Another man. reason why autopilot's great. Yeah, because right, we just stuck it in an autopilot. We reeled in two, and we let the other one just swim out and do its thing. And then when we landed that, those two, uh, we picked up that one, got that one, and it was great. Yep. Uh, the best part was you got yours in first. You're like, oh my god, this is a freaking toad, a bazooka, <laughs> yeah, <It's> a bazooka. <laughs> so I had to put mine in the rod hole to help you with that one because it was barely hooked. Yeah. And then, uh, then you managed to grab the other rod. Yep. And uh, yeah, the boat was going straight line because if we didn't have autopilot and you had to pop it in neutral, uh, the wind would have blown us back yeah, on the that lines. That a, third line would have gotten been a disaster. Would have been a disaster. Probably would have lost the fish. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I actually had a I had a double hookup uh, just last when, uh, when this past Tuesday. And uh, one was a commercial fish and then the other one was like a decent sized slot fish and I landed yeah. them both but like I had to go into neutral um just because i was so much gear around and i was like all right this is the only way i can do this it ended up being i got both the fish nice uh but it kind of ended up being a um a little bit of a shit show trying to get everything back in yeah yeah well that's the
0: thing that's the thing that's an issue
1: because i still had another line out too yeah i I troll four lines alone yeah that's crazy so yeah (laughs) if i'm
0: alone i'll maybe well i get the autopilot so i'll do three i'll do three yeah
1: yeah yeah just well one of them too like with the two-ounce sinker i kind of keep it closer to the boat yeah so it's kind of like you know like you got i have one way back yeah and then uh the there's two that i you know send out a decent amount away yeah and then uh one the way back one's obviously unweighted so it's like you just get it way out of everything yep and then um you know the the fourth one it really is like right under the boat yeah and it works sometimes so
0: no it does i remember a few years ago when we were chilling polies and tight on the beach um I was out a little bit deeper, and we used to fish a, a, a heavy downline, um, like a six- to eight-ounce weight. Mm-hmm. And basically, that thing, especially with the trolling motor pulling me, only going like a knot, dropping it right underneath the, uh, right underneath the uh, fucking motor. So, I know. We are fishing out deep in, like, the 20-feet line, probably not getting anything. I scooted in until, like, six feet, and I completely forget about the heavy weight. Like, I just didn't even think about it. And that heavy weight caught more big fish in four feet of water right under the prop. For the next, like, two weeks, I couldn't believe it. All our fish were coming on that line. It was incredible. Wow. Maybe I got to try that again. Um, But the troll bite between that time when we caught those big fish and probably about to a week and a half ago, if you're looking for action, it was awesome. You know, we were trolling the beachfront, millions of schoolies. We were doubling and tripling up all day long and, you know, getting our limit of keepers and then once in a while popping off a big one. Or, you know, I had guys that want to go for big fish you know we we make a little adjustment make some moves and try to target some bigger ones and
1: yeah it was yeah working out definitely not as many big fish this year as last year no I mean, um, not even close and uh as of today the commercial commercial c- quota has been filled oh, though they, they closed correct. commercial bass so correct. it's done yeah um it's done through it's, it's not even coming back like it's done until next year yeah
0: so hopefully some of these fish uh that they're getting down down south make their way up here yeah or you know, the ones up north make their way back down too so yeah we, we've kind of had a little bit of lull in the big fish we got a couple a couple yesterday um you know we've been popping them off here and there it's been weird like you kind of fish the same areas but the class of fish are, are changing like those fish that we were talking about on uh, front of Plum island uh, a couple weeks ago they're all very light colored. You can tell they've been hanging out in the sand and the shallow water out there for a while, mm-hmm. um, and then just the ones that I've been catching out on the ocean side of the play, of of the river um, have been a little bit darker. Now you know you can tell that they're more ocean fish. They've been hanging out a little bit deeper. Yep. Um, maybe they're migrating from up the coast. And actually, too, while we're at it, get your spin rods ready again. We've had a couple top auto feeds this week i had a really great one today it was a lot of fun we got a couple of keepers out of it lost a big one took us into a rock we broke off on a rock on the braid that's the first time that's ever happened to me actually yeah yeah
1: well speaking of rocks too it was like you know i guess what i'll talk a little bit about one one thing that i did the fishing seemed to suck in the mouth and around the mouth like it, it was like a few days where it was just like what the hell Like yeah. this is like schooly central like are you lucky to you know get a slot fish like a little bit frustrating and i had my cousin and uh, matt coming down and um i was like you it's know always what? a great time when they come down yeah definitely because they like to explore you know like uh, they're, they're going to trust my judgment as to where to go and uh, they know how to fish or so it's like, yeah. really nice it's always nice to, when people know how to fish so i decided to go down to cape ann and uh i did and then like dry salvages uh produced big time uh there were a bunch of big fish there and it was uh it was a grand old time i think the bite is gone um since, but you know it, as soon as we got there we dropped down lines uh two 46 inch fish right out the gate
0: yeah and then uh i got the phone call and i made the run <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and Dude, it, it was like a cyclone of bait though and a cyclone of fish it was yeah, like it just came through like great. crazy and then uh we
0: got there we we, we dropped two lines on we doubled
1: up on mid 40 fish it was awesome Yep. Right off the bat. But it was amazing how it was like a morning. It was in the first light bite. Yeah. Right? Because like the later the later it got, it was like where the hell did they go?
0: Yeah, I um I actually had to take somebody whale watching the other day. Oh, by the way, let's talk about that. That's, I don't think I talked to you oh, about yeah. that. All right,
1: so I'm gonna before yeah, before we fish, move, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna finish the story. The thing with fishing down there, right, is like up here you're so used to sand, you're so used to mud, and you're so used to like it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. There, it's like Where you, where the fish are, and where you want to fish. If you don't know it, like I just want to know it, like I just want to get to know it. And I did a good job of learning everything I could, yeah, when I was down there. But you know, especially at low tide. It's like, it's enough to make you pucker. Yeah. It's like, there's rocks everywhere. The whole thing is rocks. It's the only place
0: in the the world where you're 90 feet of water and worried about bumping bottom. Yeah. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. (laughs) Another good reason to have good updated charts. Yeah, exactly. For sure.
1: But, you know, we were fighting a huge fish and then like I looked down at the depth and like we were in, you know, 60 feet of water and then all of a sudden it was like nine feet, yeah, eight feet, six feet, five feet. I'm like, oh my God. Yep. And then I looked down, and I'm just like, oh. And I just literally backed out the exact same way I came in. <laughs>
0: uh. Oh, man. No, that's a really cool area. I I used to fish there a lot. My dad and I used to fish there a lot when we were younger. We used to troll tubing worms through there. We were, I guess we did pretty well. I mean, we kept going back. We used to do a lot of blue fishing down there by the spindle. Yep. Um, it's just a magical place. Yeah, when it's on, it's it's great. You know, It's hard for for guys like me to make that run unless you absolutely have great intel and you know about it because mm-hmm. uh, it, it does it's kind of a bit of time suck it's like what actually i guess if you're going to the Isles of shoals to get mackerel it's no different than going down yeah, it's there the same. And it's, like 13, miles, and you, right? it's yeah, like 13 and miles right yeah you fish there but the problem is, is when that wind kicks up down there it's always a little bit nastier yeah yeah it's always a bit nastier to deal with
1: yeah if there's one thing like all the trips i made to southern jeffries this year and all the trips to cape Ann, like you really realize how you know that south uh what is it so, the southeast wind. southeast like that's what it, it. <laughs> what it does when you get past cape Ann. it's oh. like amazing it's like night and day
0: yeah and just the southeast wind in general this year
1: has been brutal in the afternoons
0: yeah like, windy year for sure yeah it's always that cold wet shitty rain uh shitty spray i don't like it at all yep but yeah i mean i remember a couple of years ago we did a little family trip we just went down to uh where do we go uh the salem willows i'd never been before so we just took my dad's boat down and then when we popped out we got by the Gloucester breakwater you know there was just tuna feeding on pogies we hooked three tuna (laughs) in a matter of two seconds so like when the bait's down there and that fishing's good it's fun um like i said i wish i fished it a little bit more got to know a little bit better yeah you know every time you go down there you learn something new
1: yeah definitely
0: definitely but uh yeah, I did a four-hour whale watch slash bass trip uh, last weekend. That's cool. That was afternoon, too. So we went out to Southern Jeffries, saw a bunch of whales, and then I zipped into Rockport to see if anything was going on there. Not much. You know, it wasn't like the birds and the life that we seen. So I just kept going straight to where I wanted to go. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we managed to squeeze in like five or six drifts, get a couple of keepers and a bunch of slots. It was a riot four-hour whale watch striped bass trip couldn't yeah, believe that's, it. All, that's
1: cool i was cool like combo. having a heart attack about yeah the <laughs> amount of life on southern jeffrey's has been wild yeah. the, you know the porpoises and the whales and there was uh one day i was out there there were like six six or seven whales yeah they were just
0: everywhere it's like wow yeah i saw a couple on jeffrey's this week shark fishing too oh that's nothing shark fishing got my first couple trips offshore yeah Finally. tell us about it oh it was awesome awesome two great great trips uh uh, weather was good. It was that perfect shark weather. I don't like flat, calm seas. shocking. like I want it to be a little bit bumpy. I want to get mm-hmm. a good drift. I um, wanna, I want, a, I want um, to spread my chum. I want it to be a little shaky on top. I don't want them to be able to see anything. I want them to come in hot and I want them to eat. And um, you know, both days I always aim on a shark trip to get at least a six or seven mile drift. We had, I think we finished both of them at seven, and we finished early both trips. We were just like, all right, everyone, everyone's good. But uh, big blue sharks, which is nice because we haven't had a lot of real big ones the last couple of years. Uh, and we were putting them to the test, dude. They were angry. I think we got, I don't know, 10 or 11 the first day and then somewhere around 14 the second day. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. So And they were like all between 200 to 350 pounds minus a dink here or there. And none of them had hooks in their mouth. None of them. None of them had hooks in their mouth. And actually on the second day, I called John in about halfway through my trip when I was like four miles into my drift because uh, he was out there. And I, we were just wailing at him. I'm like, dude, just I never do this either. I'm like, just come down here and hop in my sluck, like five, four or five miles behind me. And he did. And he ended up getting like about seven or eight or whatever there. So on the way home, I called him. I go, of any, them have any, any hooks in their mouth? He goes, nope, not one. And not one of the ones that I caught either had a hook in their mouth. I thought for sure you know i would have caught a couple of the ones we caught the day before yeah you know usually i never really shark fish in the same spot two days in a row just to kind of give them a break but uh it was so good on monday i got to go back out there tuesday no kidding and yeah that, while we're on the subject of shark fishing i hate how it gets a bad rap all right shark fishing's super fun all right the tuna guys don't like it obviously because you don't want one when you're tuna fishing they're going to ruin your bait you get excited for the hit and then you're like oh damn it's a shark you cut it off no big deal but when you're fighting them on, on 25, 30 class reels and, you know, you just stand up with a with, uh, – we started going with the plate. We're not doing the harness anymore. just doing the mm-hmm. plate, backing the drag off a little bit. Um, and when you can go and put a dozen of them on your boat it, with people who've never done it before it, – the look on their faces when they see sharks and they see how big a 200 to 300 pound creature is and it's thrashing by the boat or it comes up and eats a balloon or you get that blind hit. There's always something there that's really cool. I mean, we went out, we saw whales uh, on the way out. Sorry, huge mola. Probably the biggest one I've ever seen. And then just, I mean, Christ, man, we're, we're fighting a shark, and there's three more swimming around the boat, and we're picking out which one we want to catch next, you know? Mm-hmm. How can you beat that? We brought the tuna rods, you know, in case we see anything popping on top. It's a great charter. It's a great day. Uh, but I, I hate the stigma it gets, you know? We're going out there having fun. That's what it's about. But yeah, people, absolutely. people All these guys always say, oh, we're just blue sharks. Whatever. People want to go. We take them. We, I have a ride. Yeah, every time are fun we go to fish there. for. Yeah and you never know you could always get mr mako or a thresher but here are some threshers being ca- caught recently yeah and you so. can't
1: keep makos but if uh if
0: yeah no more keeping makos as of this year right if shark fishing so, you know, is
1: something you're looking to get into i'll make sure you have you just have your shark endorsement on your hms permit and uh yeah take the little take the little exam you do need to make sure that you use non non stainless steel hooks with these things Mm -hmm. um it's very very important
0: yeah non-stainless non-offset non non stainless steel hooks um i know crossroads has a bunch i just bought some off of him uh which is nice um and just if you're planning to go like if you have a day circle for the weekend i kind of suggest trying to find some chum early this time of year because uh and the base shops got it, they go pretty quickly. I got five in my freezer stacked up for my next few couple trips, but um, yeah, usually, usually get them from Crossroads, Hogtie Tackle, or Rainies, or Straight Line, Bridge Road, and Straight Line, usually a Shark Chum. So, not cheap anymore, dude. It used to be like 25 bucks. Now, nothing's this, cheap anymore. Chris. Oh man, nothing's
1: cheap anymore. Christ. Oh, I mean, you'll be paying six dollars a gallon for gas. I paid
0: five yesterday, a
1: little bit cheaper. That's good. I paid. Yeah. I did pay four seventy seven at Cape Ann Marina. Uh, that's pretty good in Gloucester. Yeah, I just so happened to be down there. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. That that's another thing too. And plus, we've been traveling so far for <coughs> whether it's mackerel or bass, or you know, getting some extra time and trying to find some tuna fish in <laughs> an hour
1: when I get the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, Not a good year to be burning around for me.
1: (laughs) It's crazy how the the water temperature has stayed so low on the beachfront.
0: Well, we keep having these strong westerly winds that just won't stop. Like, if we have one good day of a nice east wind, uh, the fishing is just going to go, just going to be bananas. Well, on the flip side, the mouth hasn't been terrible. I did wonder if there today at the end of my trip, I just wanted to catch the end of that tide. And uh, it was pretty bad. But other than that, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah definitely picking away it seems like there's there's fish everywhere you know wherever wherever you go people are kind of catching it's just you know it's august so it's not june we gotta remember that mm-hmm. but you know like i said we caught probably 40 fish today you know 40 40 50 fish i know one thing we had 100 mackerel and we only had five huge ones left at the end of the day we burned through that yep uh so that was a lot of fun and um Yeah, it seems like you can find a few fish anywhere. If you're willing to target a big fish and put the time in and cover a lot of ground, they are out there for sure. They're just moving around a lot. They're moving around a lot, whether they're in the depth or in the bait or in structure. Uh, they're yeah. there but just not in huge numbers
1: yeah once it uh, once seemed like you get four days out of a bite and now like every day is a little bit different
0: yeah right? well that's that's t- that's a typical august pattern too that's what i yeah. tell people that that book trips with me i'm like you know june july is a little more consistent like you have batches of consistency and patterns in august it seems to change really quickly Not saying it gets bad, but like 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 I said, like one day you could be trolling the beachfront and be getting um, a bunch of slot fish, and then the next day you could get three overs, and then the next day all schoolies, and then nothing, and then you gotta go find them again. Yeah, you know. So, if you're willing to put the time in and cover a lot of ground, you should be rewarded by getting
1: some nice fish. Yep. Yeah. It uh, seems like bluefish have been in, but not in straight crazy numbers.
0: Yeah. I've gotten bit off. All the places I've gotten bit off of either been in the river system, I don't think I've gotten bit off trolling yet. Yeah. I think I got a couple, but uh, haven't landed one yet. Uh, I know a few people that have. Uh, hopefully they come in. That'd be cool. Yeah. That was a lot of fun last year, for sure. We hadn't done it in a while. In those days, where you just go out there and a pull time. and catch 20, 30 of those things. It was, it's awesome. Yeah, it does come in. Same thing with sharking. Like whenever whenever I do my first couple of shark trips, end of July, beginning of August, it always seems to be in like a little bit of a striper lull with things are getting a little bit more challenging. Uh, so it was definitely good to get out there. I'll tell you, the water temp out there was warm, 71 degrees. Oh, wow. Yeah, I almost, la- I almost didn't even set up. I thought it was going to be too warm. I was looking for something a little bit cooler than that, but... big temp break too it went from like 66 to 70 so what is your ideal temperature for sharking yeah um you know i've caught blue sharks in as low as 58 um i think when you're around the, the mid 60s 63 to 68 um you're starting to talk more chances at some exotic fish from my records for sure From the Makos and the Threshers we've hooked, um, they've all kind of shared that same pattern. Okay. And uh, so, ideally, uh, that's what I'm looking for. But, you know, if I'm out there in a charter, you know, we just, A, want to get a bunch of sharks and then hopefully catch a a bonus cool one. Yep. Because sitting out there all day, like we did it in a tournament once, me, you, and Tim, right? Like we went to a spot where we wanted to get a shark. And um, I think we got one blue dog, but the guy next to us got a Mako small one though yeah the guy that was right in our slick. yeah <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, we ended up leaving right yeah yeah that's right and um, yeah that's the other thing too just uh, if there are people sharking out there if you're sharking you know stay away from the guys that are anchored up you know I was fortunate enough on Tuesday to be out there in a closed tuna day so wasn't interfering with any of the tuna guys. And then on Monday, there was one boat, and I saw him coming up about a mile away from me. And uh, just throughout the drift, I just kind of kept bumping me so I'd be at least like a half a mile or so away from them, And still hit my spot, too. I was really proud of my drift on Monday. I had a, a ledge, two waypoints, and uh, and a hump that I wanted to hit, Dan. I started five miles away. went through all of them. Perfect line. Nice. <laughs> That, that's always nice. That's always a good shark trip, too, when at the end of the day you take a look at your chart and your, and your breadcrumb line gives you a straight line. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're sharking and you get like a circle or you get like an L shape, like a wind shift or something like that, I can just look at your chart and be like, oh, that might have been a tough day. So, you know, having that drift speed around 0.81 mile an hour. And also, those bluefish we caught last year were fantastic shark baits. Yep. I'm glad I, I took the time to save them. My customers never wanted them, so every trip I kept, you know, four or five. Uh, I would probably keep around three every couple trips and just fillet them up. And, uh, yeah, the Shocks liked them. We didn't get any snubs. They came right in. They gobbled them right up. Dude, there was, there was one point. I just threw a, a line in the water, I just put a bait on it and just threw it down, and I went to turn around to grab the balloon, and I look back, and I just see a shark just come up I do the way, I just gulp it down. I'm like, oh, we're on again. Guys are fighting about who should take it. Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. You take it. No, you take it. <laughs> no, you take it. Uh, oh, we had a, so on Tuesday, my trip to school was one of my former students from like 10 years ago, all grown up, brought his buddy, his buddy's sister, and his dad, and it was funny, the night before, I said, oh, who's coming? I'm texting him. He goes and tells me, and he says, my buddy's sister, but she's probably not going to want to catch any sharks. I don't know if she can handle it. Um, She was the first one to step up. She crushed it. She must have been. She's a young girl, like 22, 23, 120 pounds, soaking wet, just beasting sharks. (laughs) And they took some awesome videos. I got. I think they put them on Facebook. I gotta take a look. But oh, that's cool. Uh, you know what? I tell people it's there's, there's never a bad time. Shocking. You go. You catch a bunch of haddock. You see the offshore life. Definitely. Pull on some big friggin' fish. You know. And then, uh, and then yeah, you just call it a day. Everyone's gonna do it at least once. I tell a lot of people that want to go tuna fishing. I'm like, listen, you know, can you really sit on the anchor and stare balloons for a long time? You know. Yeah. That's. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like giant fishing. I don't like giant fishing uh, as a charter guy. It's too much going on. Yep. Uh, what are your plans for this weekend? Oh, uh, that's yeah, right. I'm Never mind. You're not, you're not. You're not going to be on the thing. boat. <laughs>
1: touchy subject. It <laughs> is a touchy subject. I'll be out there Sunday. All right. Yeah, all right. Gonna do an early back. I have to go to a bachelor party. <clears throat> Yankee, but, uh, Yankee homecoming this weekend yeah too. homecomings this weekend uh my wife and kids are going to be down at the at the marina while i'm away and they're going to go see the fireworks and all that fun stuff oh so um we were coming back from um uh the andesquam yeah and uh my wife drove the boat for the first time oh yeah really i've been, yeah, been training yeah. her and coaching her because like my the joke is like i'll say to her all of out of nowhere i'll just be like molly I just suffered a major laceration to my right arm. <laughs> I'm bleeding out and I'm passing out and I'm nearly unconscious. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know, to so try to like throw that element into things. Yeah. Uh, she did a great job uh, coming back. It was good. That was good. But on the way back, um, I think it was this day, the days kind of blend together, but uh, there was a huge MOLA. Yeah. And uh, right in the Essex Bay, like in that area there. And, um, it was awesome because Charlie, my daughter, god, that was the first one she had ever seen. And oh, she cool. was obsessed with it. And she doesn't wear sunglasses. I don't I don't know, like kids don't wear sunglasses. It's weird. I don't what? know. What? She don't... doesn't
0: wear sunglasses? No, out she there? Really,
1: really doesn't. And uh, I was like I was like, you gotta look at it with dad's sunglasses. It's fish vision. <laughs> because they're polarized. Yeah. And then she that was just that was like the cutest thing in the world. She's just like staring at the thing like, Oh my god, it's so big. That's <laughs>
0: your second fish vision encounter with her. With the herring run, too, didn't oh, she yeah, give the her, her a Yeah, exactly. Yep,
1: yep, that's right. Oh
0: gosh, she's <laughs> gotta get a pair now yeah
1: i know you should yeah. get her a pair of costas for christmas <laughs> i know i know see how long those would last oh man gotta get her like the lanyard and everything the
0: kids actually mine slipped off my face today i caught them before when i was landing a fish i was really glad <laughs> so i don't know if they stretched out a little bit but i'm probably gonna pick up a lanyard well, speaking
1: tomorrow. of the costas you just did a pretty cool photo shoot wearing just your costas
0: <laughs> yeah yeah dan i did
1: that's yeah. <laughs> for members only yeah. and private members <laughs> Uh, guys, come on, tell the story. You can tell the story. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: I hate you so much. I really don't want to. All right, so uh, <laughs> our buddy Gabe turned 30 the other day. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this goddamn story, Dan. <laughs> so um, so I know Gabe's, a lot of you guys probably know him. He, runs, he works on the party boats. He's a merchant marine now. Um, great kid. Worked on the party boats since he was probably nine. I had a guess, but it was funny because when we worked on the party boats, like we were older, but he acted just like us, and he had been there longer than any of us. So uh, he always kind of felt like he was our age. But uh, anyways, he had his thirtieth birthday, so his girlfriend organized a big party on the on Plum Island. Just you know, getting together, have a few drinks, getting some pizza, stuff like that. It was a really nice time. Got to see all the crew that we used to work with. You know, shout out to Eric and Dan who I haven't seen forever. Ever came down from Pittsfield, New Hampshire for it so that was great and uh so as we were sitting there uh oh god i really gotta get into this man yeah of course you do all right so mike's girlfriend about a month ago wanted to make a tinder profile for me and you know it's the middle of fishing season i'm a little busy but uh so at the thing she goes all right we need to make your tinder profile i'm like yeah in a couple of weeks when fishing slows down And there was a model out in the water with a professional photographer taking pictures with the sunset over Joppa Flats. I go, you know what? I'll get you a picture right now. And I I started goofing around. I was like, I'll get a professional modeling pic from my Tinder picture right now. And she's like, do it. I'm like laughing. No. (laughs) No, I'm not going in the water. I am not doing it with anybody here. Do it. Do it. She was pretty adamant. Good luck. Mike. Uh, so she made me do it. So I go down there. I'm like about to throw up because I'm so anxious. I'm like this is ridiculous. Not about actually doing the photo shoot because I do have some modeling. Uh, <laughs> same exact situation. Yeah, like a Greek god. No, actually, same exact situation. Ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, me and Justin were walking off the party boats, and there was a guy a photographer uh, taking pictures of a model up the ramp from the party boats. Yeah. And I made a slick comment. He laughed, and he, we took a bunch of pictures with him. What was the comment? Uh, she was, like, straddling straddling the ramp, right? And I think I said something like, Jesus, what do I got to pay to go into that bridge or something
1: <laughs> like
0: that? <laughs> oh, so, that's great. So that started my modeling career, and then, sure enough, things come full circle 10 years later. So I'm walking down to the water, and um, I'm just like, what am I doing? I don't want to get wet. I was only going to be there for an hour, and I wanted to be home by 8 so I could go to bed for my charter. And uh I go, Hey bud <laughs> he turns around and I go, I need a new Tinder pick, can you help me out? <laughs> he goes, Yeah, hop in. I don't think he <laughs> thought I was gonna do it. So I did. And uh, we got a nice little photo shoot. He took about a dozen pictures, he fucking edited them and <laughs> sent them to me yesterday. And those are not going public, but <laughs> it was just a fun little time for, for the CFP. Oh, you gotta Campus get it out Special there, man. Partners. I thought it
1: was a riot, like that is so funny they, you're, you're a good looking guy, you know? It's like, uh, oh, this is
0: Greek god right here, dude. One of them, <laughs> one of them, just because I'm so hairy. dude. First of all, I gotta take my shirt off on the boat, I'm pale as a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, Farmers' uh, Stand oh, central. Oh my yeah. god, dude. Uh, but, anyways, one Of the photos, like it looks like I'm, I don't even know, Aquaman coming out of the water, but with hair, <laughs> some sort of sea creature. I'm sure they'll make a fucking horror movie about it soon. <laughs> it's a sea urchin, but no, the guy was a good sport. He actually wrote me a little funny thing. Um, uh, his uh, 42 actually, I'm gonna pull the name up. I think it's 42 photos, 42 photographs. The guy was wicked cool, and yeah. he's been up in the area for about I talked to him a little bit for about eight years or so. And uh, yeah, really, really fun guy to do something like that. Uh, i tell you one thing I made everyone's day Everybody was cracking <laughs> yeah. out Especially when the pictures came out yeah. Ryan Charles I don't know how you got the picture You were He was uh, one of the guy, One of the owners of Captain's yeah. He wasn't unfortunately at the party He was running a booze cruise And then uh, the next day he He's sending me videos and pictures That everyone sent him That I didn't even know were out in the internet world <laughs> so.
1: You can't do anything You can't get away with anything anymore at all oh you know? god i came back and, and gave already
0: snapchatted it i'm just like jesus christ <laughs> yeah
1: uh, that's awesome but you know what it, dude, you're a good sport though man that makes for a good laugh though it's funny you know oh, See, yeah it's just yeah. funny yeah. funny shit
0: i mean dude it was crazy it was funny some of those people i haven't seen in 10 years or so yeah and it's like we picked up right where we left off it was awesome and you know what's better than hanging out at the beach at sunset with your buddies yeah you know? that's cool and um yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Good to see a lot of the other captains around, too. You know, We got to do that. We did a seven-boat charter a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, that was a riot, and that was, we hung out after. Actually, you saw it, right? You yeah, were coming yeah, in. Yeah, I came
1: over to say hi to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the scene there
0: with all those people? <laughs> I don't know if you could see him though, because the party boats were docked up, right? So we were you able to see the crowd?
1: No, I wasn't. I, I Not really. I could see some of them. Yeah. But I was really more or less looking at the sky, because I was like, ooh, I don't know. Did you guys end up getting rained on, or did it end up all right 'Cause we got some pretty good range. I don't think so. I think we
0: were like right on the edge and looking at it the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. So, so who
1: won? What, what yeah? Give me the loadout oh, on God. that. How'd it go? I mean, obviously, there was a healthy competition between well, the boats, it, it right? Was,
0: it was nice. I had a bunch of mackerel left over from, from the morning. So actually, I think we all did. I think Pete went out and got a bunch of mackerel knowing for the trip. And mm-hmm. uh, because he's at Plum Island, he can keep it alive pretty much all day. And then we all had trips in the morning. Mike had a trip in the morning. He gave me some of his mackerel. I was able to keep them alive in my O2 tank. Um, yeah. So um, I forget exactly what they what they do because it's, it's a big work company. So you get different people every time, and they all have different jobs within the company. Yeah, and uh, but they give us t-shirts. Oh, you know, that's cool. And, uh, Jay Striper trip, and then um, so you know, you go out there, and it's like first fish, most fish, and biggest. You know, it's kind of always the three that you're going for. Yep. I'm pretty sure we got the first, if I remember correctly. Uh, John Carey got the most keepers. I think he got three or two. We got. Ooh, we did not get a keeper that day. Mike got one. John got a big one. He uh, he got a 46-incher right at the end, nice. right drifting the mouth. So, no, but it's a great time because all these guys come. Some of them, usually on my boat, I get one guy that fishes and the other guys um, that never done it before. And just the whole perspective of of hearing them uh come on this trip and just like they're there hang out no expectations and we always have a great time we always catch a ton of fish i hang out back at the docks and then like you know we it's nice because i got to stay and like have a beer with paul and pete and john and and mike left and john left but no it's always a trip i look forward to every year so yeah that's cool very cool and then uh and then I think Mike and I did a double trip the next morning, actually. We had a double six hour. And yeah, he was on, I'm not going to lie, he was on a hot hand that day. He was whooping my ass right next to me. <laughs> Every time I looked over at him. He yeah, I mean, had a tendency
1: to do that. It was just it's kind of school. So
0: I'm like, at the point like my text, I'm like, dude, what pound floral you use it what size weight I'm like what the hell is going on <laughs> literally like I'd be trolling an area and I'd look back behind me he'd be right behind me doubled up I'd swing back around follow him and then he'd have one like Jesus yeah. can't, can't win with this kid but uh that was that was a slow day overall that was a day I think I think I ran up to rockport and then came back I think we got one in rockport so that kind of saved the trip in terms of big fish yeah so uh, but again it was like family stuff like that so it was a lot of fun sweet and then uh that's cool actually while we're talking about um this weekend coming up being a homecoming guys be careful out there on the water please don't drink and do drugs and drive the boat fast or just in general but you know be mindful of where you are be mindful of the other people around you whether they're right or wrong you know avoid an accident at all costs you know and uh go out there and there's fish around there's a lot of options you can go sharking you can go tuna fishing you can go for stripers maybe you could be the person that goes out there and finds the blue fish pile a lot of getting warmer on the beach it was like 65 today at parts 60 to 65 depending where you were and uh mackerel have been pretty good if you get to stick with your chum a little bit uh don't leave too early stick in it they'll come they'll come uh, kind of the same thing that we've been seeing uh, all year. The pattern with them has kind of been in the tidelines. You know, even today I was going to one spot. I stopped halfway there. I just saw them dimpling on the surface and, uh, and was able to get them. Um, like I said, they were in and out at first for like the first like 10 minutes or so like a few here a few there mm-hmm. and then once we got them under the boat it was good but i definitely think they were being chased and now that you mentioned the poor beagle i forgot that you got one last week and uh, yep. that's not uncommon for them to be kind of kicking around on that deeper water this time of year so uh yeah so and and uh, we got some big ones again today but they were a mixed bag once we got through the big ones the first couple strings uh the tinker showed up so that was always good
1: cool yeah if you guys haven't had the opportunity to check out the blog on the uh the ben parker flutter spoon that was a big it was a big hit uh it's an awesome lure that we've been p- playing with this year and uh super productive in fishing and i don't think we've talked about it on here uh so just directly to models of the you can check that one out and uh, grab yourself one
0: I, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because i was just gonna say uh since i wrote the blog and i've it's been a little slow with it i haven't really been able to fish it much because when i'm drifting it feels like every day we get wind oh that's tide. it's
1: definitely a may june yeah lower you know? so
0: it's but today i dropped it down and i got i got one of our keepers on it nice and i looked at my phone and uh, my buddy dan harris had sent me a text like 20 minutes beforehand and i didn't see it and it she goes dude my ben parker spoon just got smoked i guess yeah he, uh, he put it in the rod holder for like two seconds and went down and I guess just got I think he ended up losing the fish but got absolutely smoked so it's funny you brought it up so no I love I love fishing them fishing them is fun as hell it's
1: so awesome because like if you have like an hour and you just like forget it I don't want to go get mackerel like
0: it's, exactly. If you, you know, catch it right, like in the springtime,
1: yeah, yeah. that's what it was wicked nice for. Which is kind
0: of like originally why I bought it. Like I was gonna try it out just on those situations. Like from I know I remember playing with the outdoor. thing
1: on your counter all winter. Like this thing, really <laughs> catch fish. Like what are we doing with this? Are we Casting it? Are we dragging it? Are we trolling it? Like what's it? Well, about? little did I know that kind of blew up. Uh,
0: I didn't even realize John Skinner had a video on him. Uh, I haven't even watched it yet, but uh, uh, I mostly saw him from somebody on YouTube, and and I saw him like maybe late, late fall last year something mm-hmm. like that and i was just like ah screw it i'll get a couple see what they like but it's definitely been one of the big winners of new things for this year definitely how about you any new things that you're trying out lowers rods reels that you like <sighs> uh, boating access-
1: accessories um you know i feel like i got so much that uh oh you know what i did do uh since i'm big into like the schooly tuna fishing now yeah um I did get a, uh, shit. I wish I don't even know the brand, but if you go to Hudson's, I got a tuna bag that is like 72 by 30. Oh, nice. Perfect for school fish. Yeah. Very, very well built. It's got the drain plug in it and it's awesome because, uh, when I do go to tuna fish, um, Rather than have my uh, fish forward fish box filled with ice, yeah, I just wrapped I can fold the cooler up and it fits in there nicely, yeah. So it's stowed away and ready to accept the fish because those uh, the last tuner I caught it didn't fit in the cooler.
0: Did he have them in stock? Because I might buy one.
1: No, they're not in stock. They they were a special order, but it didn't take long to come in. Yeah,
0: usually a couple days for him. So. Yeah. Uh, reasonable price.
1: Uh, I actually haven't paid for it yet. I have to go down there. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you what it is, but I think I think. I think it's around 400 yeah, yeah you know which for the quality of this bag like you could keep the fish in the bag and still be able to carry it and not worry about this any of the seams ripping like that's how durable it is i went in the shop today man he's he's got a
0: kind of stuff going on he got those new carlson bars those look really nice the colors are really cool and he's got the the angle ones too so like kind of like the uh the ones that we've been fishing the sterling yeah. tackle ones
1: i'll tell you man that guy that they're just it's like so awesome there i also got a couple of eighty-one thirty rods because yep. i've been. with the ones i've been building forever it's just like i'm like all right this is definitely gonna be off season i need to in a rod's like let's go and get some but i brought the kids there you know the kids had a great time steve hooked them up with a couple of squid bulbs there you go they were playing with they loved it you know and and, uh he's just he's just been so good to us oh he's great yeah
0: Dude, the squid bulbs are the ultimate kid's gift. I can't believe you said that. Yeah, when they I,
1: absolutely are.
0: So I had a rare full day off on uh, Wednesday. Full day off. And I didn't want to just sit around the house. I'm pretty caught up with some other stuff. So I could actually have a Chris day, right? Nice. So a Wednesday day, I was like, I got to take one day off from the boat. I haven't been on the boat every day all summer long. So I went to Patriots camp with my buddy that I coached with, my one of my good friends, and we brought his uh, son. So we're down in Foxborough, we watched camp, it was a great little day, and then uh, we zipped into Bass Pro, I had to get a couple things while I was there, and um, Adam stayed in the car and I took his son Avi in there while we were shopping for fish and stuff, you know, he's playing with all the turtles, I thought we were never going to leave once he saw the turtles, (laughs) but then uh, I go, hey man, you were pretty good today, why don't you uh, pick out a lore? And he picks out a -a Rapala X-Rap, I'm like, $30 or whatever it was, I'm like, um, actually, I'm gonna use that because bluefish are coming out. Why don't you pick out another one? <laughs> and he grabbed a little squid for a dollar. I'm like, perfect. Get that little squid skirt. Yeah, That's it like, awesome. Thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. yeah, the
1: squid is the go-to. My buddy Dan just went in to get a pair of the grunt, grunt and Flip the Sea Deck Run and Flip Flops that they have. Yeah, it was the best. He bought them today, and his daughter scored a squid. She what? He scored a squid. Like yeah, so he was like he's like yeah he's like thanks thank you so much for he's like for letting me know about he's like that guy steve is such a wicked nice guy and he's like he gave him he gave hallie as his daughter yeah um a squid to play with and (laughs) and he hooked me up with the sand the 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 exact flip-flops they had him there so i was like oh awesome man dude
0: i was wearing i wear flip-flops on the boat all the time i hate wearing socks on the boat so i'm flip-flop ride or die and um I used to wear I think I was into reefs for a little bit, mm-hmm. but I would go through like three pairs a season. Yeah. And like they're not cheap. They were fifty, sixty bucks and i saw the grunted ones at uh at hudson's last year i'm on year two i wear them every day yeah i, I was just them. gonna it's say it. i comfort. got mine
1: in like the end of may beginning of june and i have worn them every single day and they still kind of look like the day that i bought them. i've noticed my
0: back definitely feels a little bit better too because i get like that c-deck cushion because exactly. I, I broke my back when i was younger when i was in college and like i have a lot of effects from that like standing and sitting and doing some things um you know for prolonged periods of time but um yeah i've noticed since i got that and that uh the the, what's the c deck sky deck
1: sky sky yeah yeah
0: Yeah, the cushion while i'm driving yeah
1: yeah i noticed actually that um having the cushion like definitely worked with the back but the the flip-flops itself do do they like i feel like i could get away with just the flip-flops yeah i like how they have the the deck boot sole yeah which is awesome well that's the thing is the the grip you know
0: sliding around everywhere exactly they're awesome yeah, they're a little beefy. Mine, mine probably smell right now. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll, happen. Yeah. that'll happen. All the, all the blood, yeah. guts, and juices everywhere. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and even uh, dude, you know who's cracking me up though? Still, the the new kids working over at Crossroads. Yeah, <laughs> Hugo and Snacks. Those guys are cracking me up. I saw them today. Though. Yeah,
1: I mean, Mike definitely makes it a fun place to work, and they have they're having a good time, and they get it done too. They have they have everything you need there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I walked in today and some, one of them must have just finished cutting, grinding the chum, you know, like midday. I go in the freezer and there's like 40 things of like mushy chum. And I'm just like, oh, man, that must suck grinding that
1: up. Oh, it's cool. Well, did I ever tell you the blender story? Uh, wait, no. Wait, are you going to talk about the one when you made the chum at Mike's house? or No, no, no. It was no, the- no, a different one. Okay. Tell so, me
0: oh tristan i hope you're listening i haven't talked to you in a while man hope everything's well my buddy uh i met this kid i think probably through a fishing form i think through like the whole truth or something he was like around my age he lived in gloucester like he was into tuna i was into tuna back in the day and uh he goes yeah dude let's uh come down come down to gloucester let's go fishing on my boat so i meet this kid like the first 30 seconds of meeting him he goes we gotta get some mackerel he goes oh shit i forgot chum he goes hang on flips open a cooler and there's mackerel in there. God knows how long they were in there for, Dan. Oh my God! He opened it up and like there was just bugs and flies coming out. Oh, kind and of like the probably, ones that
1: were in the bucket that I gave you. Yeah, sorry
0: about <laughs> yeah. that. And I'm just like I could I get a whiff of it. I'm like 20 yards away down this long ass dock, and. He goes. I'm like, what do you do with that? He goes, I'm oh, just put it in the blender now. He had like this private dock, and it had like a little house at the end, so he had electricity there and everything. So he's got this blender, just picks it up. It's like in a tote, gross looking. Plugs it in, just throws these mackerel in there, and puts the blender on. Dude, I just met this kid. I'm five minutes into <laughs> knowing him, and I'm puking everywhere. You know me and my <laughs> yeah, stomach, dude. I, <laughs> uh, I can't hold it in. I, oh, it was the grossest shit oh blender mackerel oh, oh, oh. Uh. Uh, and then that was my first introduction that's the first time i fished stripers for gloucester we went out there tuna fishing didn't catch shit and we came in we had a live off full of mackerel he's like you want to catch the stripers he's like yeah and we just like pull over to those rocks and pitch free line stripers and we caught like 10 in like five minutes i'm like wow this is easy down here <laughs>
1: like yeah <laughs> oh that's cool
0: i kind of did that uh today where i was fishing that was fun yeah yeah we had a good little bite and and some rock piles and uh you know it was like about 15 20 minutes but it was it was a good time it
1: was interesting
0: so one uh, of
1: one of of the biggest fish i ever caught it was like i threw the bait right into its mouth off the back of the boat oh it's the best it was like what the what the hell it was the you know the fish it was uh it was a 46 inch fish and it was just it was over 30 pounds yeah and i'll never forget that uh it was like honestly as soon as it hit the water it was like there was a big hole yeah and the fish took it and i was like that thing is a gigantuan fish (laughs) and then got it in but it was like it was literally like i threw the the bait right in its mouth it was like feeding uh it was like feeding us like a baby bird (laughs) (laughs) was that this year
0: no that was last year last year yeah yeah i like i'll never forget last year we were up river and um a woman on the boat had a fish hit a bait she wasn't sure if she lost. I'm like, oh let me see. I'm like I'm like, yeah, it's still on there. Let's see how it hooked. And I'm burning it, just reeling it up quick. And like a forty inch striper comes right up to the boat and like flashes on it. Dude, I dropped it back and free spool and his mouth was still open and the mackerel like, was right in there yeah. dude i'm talking to you my weight was out of the water yeah. when i free spooled yeah. it we got it it was like a 41 inch fish or whatever yeah that's cool i always love those extra bonus fish the ones that
1: you might miss and go back and get it definitely so um what else cool so i, f- I don't know i feel like we're all kind of all caught up so what do you think yeah, we're
0: about an hour. I'm, I'm, it's 6.30. I'm probably going to be ready to get, go to bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Oh, um, let's see. What do we got from most of the Merrimack? We just got a blog out for our members on trolling, okay, trolling for stripers. Um, I put up a uh, presentation that I did for shark fishing. For anybody who's looking to get started on shark fishing, that is going to be, uh, it's in the forum right now. I'm going to put it up on the members' blog tonight. Um, With a little narration to kind of go over uh, what it is I'm talking about on the slides. So, uh, fish bingo, still waiting for some people. I, know, I think we it's got been three. A how a have, have you looked at yours? Are you close?
1: Uh, p- yeah, well, uh, I, no. I'm not. I'm not. I just caught nothing but stripers. Yeah, but I did get the poor too. beagle. Ooh, that that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, it is a big you one. You better
0: go look at your card and see what
1: you got. <laughs> you might have something lined up. Well, I think I'm gonna have to hit the sweet water. And, like, that's just a. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's I gonna know, be a tough I'm supposed one. to be going down a river tomorrow somewhere. Maybe I'll bring a patrol rod. And oh, get you're gonna be up
0: uh, up north, yeah, right. right? Yeah, it's just not a good time of year for it. Yeah, you? yeah. I think uh, I think um, my dad and I might uh, do a little uh, charter trip on uh, the Salmon River drift boat fishing. In the oh, winter. nice! Yeah, we were talking about it. So actually, we should go. We nice. should, you we should do count it. Count me in. Absolutely. And I've never done it before. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. It would be wicked fun. So. I think I think doing a trip like that a year is good for us. We should do something like that every year. Yeah, definitely. I'm doing a new destination every single year. I want to get to the Galapagos though. Yeah. This year is probably not
1: realistic, but maybe next year. Yep. I got to get my uh, I got to reamp my uh what's it called passport. Yeah. Um, so I, I put a put something on the forum last night in my uh, one of the in the boat stuff category, but uh just want to put it out there that I am looking for a 13 foot whaler. Um, I do want another another boat and um, I do want a 13 foot whaler so if anyone has any leads or anything on a reasonably priced one um, my budget for it is like up to six grand so uh, yeah if you, if you what's the email they can email if they uh, you, that can one? you just email mouse of the uh, gmail.com
0: perfect it's fine awesome so or you could do Chris at Mouse of the Merrimack and Dan at Mountain of the Merrimack, you actually have an email account too. (laughs) If you didn't know that, I set you up. All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, thanks for listening. Okay, we got you know the last month of like the real fishing season for most people before we get into October and November. You know, before we uh, get back to. School and fall So August Let's make it a good one Alright A lot of bait around Some stripers I was going to say when the,
1: when, when the wind kicks up But it seems like It's never going well, to let up never so. going to let up
0: <laughs> Well it's weird too We had Inky Homecoming This weekend Right Yeah And it's crazy The traffic in the river From here on out drops significantly yeah significant there's good fishing to be had mm-hmm. there's good fishing to be had but everyone calls it quits i cannot wait to fish september october yeah yeah without coaching this year i cannot wait hell yeah it's gonna be great absolutely so. all right guys thank you for listening if you guys have any questions on anything just hook, hit us up on miles of the merrimack on facebook instagram and um if you remember check out some of the things that we put out there the last uh, week or so all right thank you guys cool over and out